Oh, that's right. This is where I come in. Sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> hey, David, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Here I am. This is the podcast. This is now. Because you were so lost in the engagement of my own voice that you forgot that you were not listening to me, but actually part of a conversation. Uh, Yeah, sure. Whatever. Hey everyone, welcome to Adapted for Your Viewing. My name is David and I watch too many movies. <laughs> and my name is Amanda and I read too many books. We are brother and sister and this is our podcast for nerds where we talk too much about movies and the books they're based on. And today we are doing something different. Uh, these days we are still being strongly encouraged to be socially distant from each other. But luckily, we have internet friends to help keep us sane. That's right. Uh, we are now coming into maybe like month three of this. Didn't think we were going to get yeah. to an episode three for month three of doing this. But hey, here we are. Uh, so we're going to be going over some of our favorite indoor comforts that you may want to check out while we're all inside. As professional introverts, uh, we were made for this moment. So we're going to be going over some snacks, some food, some shows, some books, and just overall fun stuffs that you can be doing to keep you sane. Fun stuffs. Mm -hmm. Why did I say that? Fun stuffs. Fun stuffs. Podcast pro here, David David Wingert. Gosh, I'm killing it today. Uh, How about you start then, Amanda? What are you cooking right now? Uh, yeah, so our favorite treat has been a callback to a simpler time. Uh, I think that we've gone through the gamut of really complicated recipes, um, really indulgent recipes, and we've come back around to what can I make in the next five minutes that's filled with sugar that I can then stuff my face with. And we have landed on Rice Krispie Treats. Um Rice Krispie Treats are amazing, and everybody agrees. I have never <laughs> met a person who, when I offer them a Rice Krispie Treat, they're like, they're not like, ooh, Rice Krispie Treats. Well, okay. Um, they can be made into many different flavors. They can be made in like a half an hour. You can eat them while they're still hot, and they're amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, if you make them the right way, they can last all week. And they're fun for the whole family to make. So if you have kids or if you have a uh, nosy husband who wants to cook with you, it's the perfect thing to do together. So this is how I make my perfect Rice Krispie treat. Oh, nice. Just jumping Um, into that. Yeah. Let's hear it. Just jumping straight into it. Yeah. Uh, I make brown butter sea salt Rice Krispie treats. Oh, no. They are so good. Uh, So the trick is, um, get yourself a Rice Krispies box. Easy. It has the recipe on the back. So <laughs> most of the work is done for you. The only thing I do to update that recipe is I still use the whole bag of marshmallows, but I think the recipe calls for six cups of Rice Krispie treat cereal. Mm-hmm. And I actually use five and a half because the little bit of extra marshmallow keeps it um, like pull apart gooey for a little bit longer. Um, but when I make it, you brown the butter. And then you take it off the heat and you throw in the marshmallow. You let it melt and you uh, sprinkle a good heaping of salt on top. And then you mix in the cereal and then you finish it off with some sea salt on top. And you really can't over salt it. It seems weird to put so much salt into like a 
treat. Yeah. Uh, but because marshmallow is 112% sugar, you really can't overdo it. It really is just and the fluffy distillation of sugar, isn't it? It's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yep. I made homemade marshmallow ones and I was shocked at how little anything else but sugar there is in them. It's, <laughs> it's basically sugar. Yeah, that's crazy. But that I love brown butter so much. I think brown butter might just be the secret to making all sweets better. Yeah. I think it's a secret to making everything better. 2020 is definitely the year for brown butter for me. I have brown butter in everything right now. I feel like I've done that too. And it's strange because even people and siblings in our family who would never do something like take the time to brown butter are browning butter and putting it in everything. Mm -hmm. And you, it's Mm -hmm. great for sweet. It's great for savory. The real star of the show is brown butter. Brown butter. Yep. True. Now, quick question. Are you ever down Mm -hmm. to use cereals that aren't Rice Krispies, like like, could I theoretically make a brown butter Reese's Puff cereal Rice Krispie treat? Um, I highly endorse Reese's Puff cereal Ugh. in all consumption. Um, I have never tried it. I think the Rice Krispie is just like the perfect. It's like the perfect vehicle to bring marshmallow and butter to your mouth. So I've never tried other ones. I've had many um, recommended to me like Fruity Pebbles or Cocoa Pebbles. Um, I think I've had like Graham's mm-hmm. cereal oh, the, recommended that's, to me too. I bet amazing. that would be really good. Yeah. I think all brands of sugary cereal would be great. I think there's like a a tipping point though for sugar intake where like if you start with a really sugary cereal and you're throwing marshmallow on top, it may just be all sugar. But <laughs> – you know what? I'm not going to tell you how to enjoy your Rice Krispies. I'm just going to join in with you and say Rice Krispies are the best dessert of all time. We all agree we're always in the mood for Rice Krispies. That's true. I will say, though, Fruity Pebble Rice Krispies, meh. Just like meh. meh. Yeah, just like meh. <laughs> it has like a – if you don't like cream soda, I feel like you won't like it. Yeah. It has like a very cream pr- plus fruit vibe to it. Yeah, that's really what it is because I could yeah. – I could like – eat an entire pan of your regular Rice Krispie treats. But once you get those fruity yeah. pebbles in there, it's like, meh, uh, meh, meh. The best, I will say the best part about making Rice Krispies is that when you buy the box of Rice Krispies, you have enough to make two batches of Rice Krispies. True. So you make a batch, you enjoy them, and then you have a backup batch waiting at any minute for you in your pantry. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> Man, I'm going to have to make some of these now. <laughs> I have probably eaten Rice Krispies for the past three weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Living like a true self-isolator, yeah. <laughs> All right, David, what are you snacking on these days? So I have something that is ridiculously easy and simple and really takes absolutely no knowledge to make amazing. And that is eggs in a basket. Amanda, do you know what mm-hmm. eggs in a basket are? I do. I had a friend randomly in my early 20s that was like one of those friends that we all have in our early 20s who's kind of like manic pixie a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she was obsessed with eggs in a basket and would insist every time we hang out that she make everybody eggs in a basket. And we're like, it's just eggs and toast. It really is. (laughs) Essentially, eggs in a basket is eggs and toast. All you do is you take a Mm -hmm. slice of bread, you cut a hole in it. 
and then you cook your egg in that hole. That's it. Yeah. That's it's toast. It's toasting the bread and frying your egg at the same time. It's genius. That's it. All it takes mm-hmm. is like I just take a slice of brioche bread, the best bread for this. Ooh, okay. Fancy. And then you just cut a hole in it. You put like a whole lot of butter on your pan. You put the bread down. You crack an egg in it. And then you flip it after a couple minutes. I'm not going to pretend here like I'm being Mr. Chef David and I've thought of like some ridiculously new recipe everyone needs to try. No, it's just an over easy egg and toast made at the same time. And it's amazing. I've had it every single day for the past two mm-hmm. weeks. <laughs> I feel, I'm really excited that we both came to the table with the same theme of thing where it's simple, throwback, make in five minutes super delicious snack that we can eat if we li- if we wanted to literally in the next five minutes. Yes. And I think the yeah. reason why eggs in a basket is so satisfying is one, is very visually pleasing to look at. There's just an egg yeah, in the middle of your bread. It's adorable. Yeah, put it on the gram. Yeah, mm-hmm. put it on the gram. It's easy grammable. Uh, also, yeah. it's, just, it's just nice to not have to toast your toast and also <laughs> coordinate that when your egg is being done. You know how many times True. I have started – the egg, and then realize that I did not start the toast, and now I have a cold egg by the time my toast is done, or I have cold have toast by the time my egg is mm-hmm. done. It's stupid. Just do them at the same time. Just do them at the same time. Yeah. I highly endorse this, but I will say instead of brioche, go sourdough. You can't go wrong with sourdough. You can't go wrong with sourdough. You can't. Mm-hmm. But uh, for both of these recipes, my biggest advice, don't skimp on the butter. Just make sure you got Agreed. good butter. Didn't get enough butter in there. Never said self-isolating recipes were healthy. Ever. <laughs> we're leaving out the work and work outside of our discussion. We're assuming that you guys are keeping healthy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get to that later. That's for a later time. <laughs> uh, so, Amanda, tell me a little bit about what you're watching. Yeah, I actually have a couple of things that I think are really great that other people should check out. And then a couple of things that I'm planning on checking out that I was wondering if you were also planning on checking them out. All right. so, yeah, you got a big list here. You're just, this is your life. I've got a couple of things on here. Yeah, I, I found that, um, you know, we both have started new jobs. Things are weirdly busy for us at a time when people you are kill, trying to kill time. Um, and so reading has not, like sitting and reading mm-hmm. while things have been stressful has not been like, my go-to comfort activity Mm -hmm. right now. Um, I have turned a little bit more to watching stuff. And so I have two recommendations. The first is Miss America on Hulu. It is a three-episode miniseries and jam-packed with tons of stars. It stars Kate Blanchett. Mm -hmm. And she. it is all about – let's see. It is all about – the history of feminist movements in the 70s. Interesting. And it is it was super super interesting. It's been out for a little while. It has a crazy it has crazy good reviews and it is just as good as the reviews say. Uh, I think it's really timely and interesting and like I said a fantastic cast and so totally worth checking out. That's a good so one. So that's the new thing. Uh, an oldie but goodie is Avatar the Last Airbender. Ugh. So it depends on what kind of mood you're in. I feel like both these are super enjoyable. Uh, one if you're looking for a little bit more of thought provoking or no, I think no, you know what? Scratch all of that. I think 
both of these are good depending on what mood you're in. You should check out both of them. Um, Miss America is great if you're looking for something political. Avatar The Last Airbender is great if you just want like a good story or to go back to the story you enjoyed the first time around. It is for the first time free to watch on Netflix. Um, and it's real good. It really holds up. Um, I watched it when it first came out. I've watched it several times since. I actually own them all, um, but I want everybody to watch it now because it is free on Netflix for everybody. Yeah, I rewatched the show, and I guess a, as an adult, I've just turned into a big softie because I 100% mm-hmm. cried at the end of this show. I was not it's suspecting to. By the end. There are a yeah. couple uh, storylines that did really get to me, and I just forget how much of a joy this show is to watch so i'm just gonna second second that avatar recommendation yeah it is a super well crafted show and maybe you're put off by it because it's an animated kid show that was on nickelodeon it is it has some of those elements in there but they don't like i said they age very well they don't take away from the overall story and the overall story and characters are incredible so highly recommend if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. If you did watch it and you haven't been able to watch it since, go and revisit it. It totally holds up. Good tip. Uh, so the two shows that I'm thinking about checking out, but I haven't yet, is the first one is Homecoming on Amazon Prime. Have you watched that? I have watched the first season of Homecoming. I thought you might have. And yeah, because it's by the makers of the same people who did uh, Mr. Robot, right? Yes, but even more so, it's actually the initial season was based on a podcast from Gimlet Media uh, mm-hmm. from a couple of years ago, and it is very, very good, and I would really recommend yeah. it to anybody. I never would have thought that a uh, audio podcast would translate to the screen as well as it did. I didn't think they were going to have a season two. I'm actually kind of surprised mm-hmm. by that. Uh, so as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, I have to watch this. Yeah, it wasn't on my radar, um, but I feel like you may have told me about it when it initially came out. Yeah. Um, and I saw that a second season came out, and it's getting fantastic reviews. And people are saying it has a Jason Bourne vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm in the mood for right now. So I think I'm going to dive in and check out both seasons. Yeah, you will. I know you will enjoy season one. It definitely mm-hmm. has elements of Jason Bourne, uh, a little bit of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and mm. also Mr. Robot. So if any of those things sound appealing to you, I would highly recommend Homecoming. That's kind of exactly what I'm in the mood for. So I think I'm going to check it out. David, what are you watching or reading these days? I feel like we've completely flipped because you said that like you have turned to watching things for relaxation. I have turned to (laughs) reading for relaxation. (laughs) I think we're just going to flip our titles. You can start being the Mm -hmm. movie expert. I'll start being the book expert and we'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I have recently read a book and this is actually – uh, I by the time this is out, uh, you'll probably actually see this episode. But for YA Book Chat, I have done an episode on a book called Gin Tamer. Uh, it has a much longer title that I'm not going to bore you with. I think it's like Gin Tamer Bronze League, something like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's basically sort of a written version of Pokemon. Now, mm. I won't go too much into the plot and details because honestly this book is not for 
everybody, not even a little bit. And I even have some of my own problems with it. But I enjoyed it because it introduced me to a new genre I never would have thought had existed. And it's called Lit RPG. Amanda, as the book expert, have you heard of this genre? <laughs> no, what does that mean? So it stands for Literary RPG. And if okay. uh, you're, for those who are unaware, RPG stands for role playing game. And so it takes a lot of influence from things like D&D, uh, from actual video games, uh, and specifically the stats of those games. So in this book, for example, Gin Tamer, there is a part of the book that was very jarring for me at first, where they bring up the stat sheets of this person's gin, which is sort of like the monsters or Pokemon of this universe. And it brings up the stat sheet where it runs through its numbers, its level, its experience points, its bond percentage. And, oh my. And like the type of stats you would get in a uh, like a normal RPG or MMO type of video game. Okay. And this was one of the most jarring literary experiences because it does not just come up once. It comes up like 20 times. It is a stat sheet used as a storytelling device. And I am okay. a little obsessed with it now because okay. it works effectively in this book in a way that I never would have thought was possible. Um, mm -hmm. So I Maybe this isn't a hard recommendation for the lit RPG genre, but if what I've just said interests you even a little bit, maybe look into it because it's sort of like a new thing. I'm like, huh, I kind of want to explore this a little bit more because it's it's not every day you get a new genre and it blending yeah. into like nerd and video game culture like this. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, like you said, to find a new genre that you weren't aware of before it's really easy to feel like you've seen it all yeah now w would you want to read <laughs> a stat sheet of uh uh of a character amanda is that like an exciting proposition for um, you i don't know but i will say like when i'm reading especially printed stuff it is pretty exciting when i see like visuals or different storytelling happening. So I'm a big proponent of that. I think like cross genre um, experiments in books, especially to move the narrative along, I think it's fantastic. So I, I support it, even though I don't quite understand what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think the best comparison I can actually give to it is like throughout this book, you are watching this person and their monster gin uh, type friend, essentially, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, level up in stats. And it kind of rem reminds me of watching like Twitch or Let's Plays where you're watching another person mm -hmm. play video games and yet it somehow feels like you're experiencing it. It's like yeah. that stat sheet as you see it go up makes you feel like you're also accomplishing things. It's very strange. And I wish I could put a good word to it or explain it because honestly – to my ears, everything I'm saying sounds incredibly boring, but <laughs> it is something that numbers. It's it's not uh, usual that you see something like this uh, come up in a novel and have it work yeah. effectively. I thought I was going to hate it, and I didn't. I I felt 
for the characters through a stat sheet that you'd find in mm-hmm. a video game, which is crazy to me. I mean, things like that have been, you know, with stuff like Twitch and the popularity of video games, I think that is definitely part of the experience that we don't, that I, I think we talk about, but it's not necessarily like, like when you recommend a game to somebody, that's not necessarily like, well, and then when you get to this level, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think it makes sense that it would bleed over into other genres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So I would say anyone who uh, seems at least curious by it, check it out. It's called Gin Tamer Bronze League Book One. So it's the first of yeah. three books. And it's it's Gin Like a Genie, right? Yes. G-J-I-N-N. Yes. Gin Like a Genie. Uh, if you're not interested in the book I just said, just look up the lit RPG genre in general. Apparently, it's a very popular genre especially over ebooks and audible so those books are actually really really cheap if you're ever interested in checking them out yeah i saw your notes in here and i was like what's litter pidge <laughs> <laughs> so i'm glad you explained it <laughs> yeah it's a little strange a little strange uh okay <laughs> uh so amanda let's get into our final thing what are some fun things that you're doing right now yeah i Highly recommend um, what I'm going to call porch life renaissance. I think that we are in a, you know, things are opening up. Things are still weird. Um, The pandemic hasn't disappeared, but we're all trying to, you know, still get out there in varying degrees of comfort based on, you know, your health levels and whatever. We're all still trying to be really safe. And so I think instead of, you know, backyard grills or house parties, I'm going to propose a porch life renaissance where we hang out on porches still six feet apart from each other, but do cool stuff like drink tea. Oh, yeah. And I I have had more tea in like the last three months than I think I have before ever in my life. And um, we just had my niece over and we had a little tea party and you know what? It was amazing. We got like the fancy tea cups out. We made delicious chai with some steamed milk in there and we sat around and we got to catch up, which was fantastic. And I think we need a little bit more of that. So I propose, you know, exploring different types of tea, having people sit outside on the porch with you and just re- revitalizing that area of your house that is has been neglected for so long. Um, you know, make it make it nice and comfy with <laughs> delicious snacks and tea and uh, just enjoy that space a little bit more. I think that's the perfect space for us right now to still get together, but still have, uh, you know, certain safety measures in place. I love I that. Yeah. I have been taking advantage of uh, our front porch for the first time mm-hmm. in years because mm-hmm. my parents have a front porch that we never use because the front porch yeah. faces the neighborhood where a lot of people can see us and there isn't like any trees or anything. Uh, so I have recently started using it to read and have tea or coffee at every day. And it's nice. become mm-hmm. the most relaxing part of my day. Yeah. Have you discovered any fun teas? I have I have a couple that I wanted to tell you about. Uh, I have not. It's mostly like the fancy teas that I bought while I was in North Carolina with you. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
So not a ton of fancy teas. Teas, I'll be honest, <laughs> are something that I'm terrified to get into because I am already way too into coffee. And I don't know <laughs> what kind of person I would become if I started getting yeah. way too into tea. Yeah. So the my my <laughs> at first I thought I hated tea. And then I found out is because I didn't know how to steep it mm-hmm. the right way and I wasn't adding the right things to it. Yep. And so my mother-in-law and sister-in-law are like tea experts. And so they make some of the most delicious tea. And our, our favorite lately has been a chai rooibos tea. It is fantastic. It makes the best chai tea lattes. And then I just got a watermelon mint iced tea. Oh, no. Ugh, just delicious. Just the best. So, yeah, I I encourage all of us to have a porch life renaissance, explore some tea, get your neighbors onto your porch, and enjoy the outside while still, you know, still being safe and and smart. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And check out some delicious teas. Get into teas, guys. Check out some delicious teas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What about you, David? What what are some fun things you're up to? So we've talked a lot about... A lot of relaxing things, a lot of things to watch, a lot of things to eat. Now, I'm going to tell you what y'all need to do now, which is get your (laughs) things together, okay? Get your house in order. Get everything back in order, guys. What are you doing? You've been sitting on the couch all day. Get things in order. You've been sitting on the couch for three months. What are you doing? Uh, (laughs) But I watched this incredible YouTube video by CGP Grey. Are you aware of who he is? I have no idea who this person is. So he is a big, uh, I see him first as like a big podcaster. He runs the podcast mm-hmm. Cortex and Hello Internet. They're very popular podcasts that have been around oh, for years. Oh, I know Hello Internet. Yeah. Yes. And he also has a YouTube channel that's basically educational type stuff. He does like random topics that he just sort of feels like. And a lot of his podcasts are about how he keeps himself organized as an independent creator who works from home. Now we're not. Oh, he does. He does like um, what do they call it? They call it something specific where it's like animated, but it's like a video essay. Yes, yes, that's exactly what he does. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, you may not necessarily be a independent creator who works from home. However, he has made a video uh, all around sort of organizing your life while. Uh, being self-isolating or having to stay indoors a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it is a fantastic video that I don't think only applies to pandemic life. I think it applies to all life where he pretty much recommends, you know, a couple baseline things that I also do, such as separating out sections of your house for the type of work Mm -hmm. and activities you're doing. So he specifically recommends a place to work out, a place to sleep, a place to create slash work, and a place for recreation. And not letting Mm -hmm. those places mix, uh, which is something I highly recommend because as soon as you do that, uh, everything just sort of tends to blend together and time passes slowly yeah. and you go crazy. So, And you realize you haven't moved from the same 10-foot square <laughs> in a week. Yeah. Exactly. I, I also recommend that. Yep. And so his entire theory kind of result, uh, or revolves around having hard transitions to activities to create resistance to trigger yourself when you should be doing things. This is something mm-hmm. as someone who – works from home in a basement right now is something I've needed, (laughs) as well as the very strict uh, requirement of saying, 
exercise is non-optional now. You have to do it because you're not getting Mm -hmm. out. So it Mm -hmm. is a video I would highly recommend, not just for pandemic life, you know, if you're feeling particularly disorganized and uh, bloated and every day starts to blend together, I'd recommend this. But also, I'd sort of just recommend this in general for organizing your life in a way that makes you feel more organized and on time for things. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is really smart because I think, you know, we have been working from home as freelancers for many years. And so we've gone up and down with different habits to try and, you know, stay healthy and not go crazy (laughs) in different ways. Um, And now as a nation, we're all kind of facing those things together. And I think that we are moving in the direction where a lot of us will stay working remotely, um, where, whereas from before it was it was a much smaller percentage. So I think it'll only get more valuable to have that kind of organization in your life. Yes. And I think the yeah. video that we'll link in the show notes probably uh, has a great metaphor of using a spaceship in space instead of relating it mm-hmm. to your current life to sort of keep things creatively separate and so it's easily consumable. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'd highly check it out because its ideas were something that I've sort of floated around for a while, uh, but it's just a great way to keep yourself on track. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So check it out. It's fun. It's like, again, that's CGP Gray's video. It's called Lockdown Productivity, colon, Spaceship U. Interesting title, but great video. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Uh, I will say as we wrap up here, I'm proud of us for not just talking about Animal Crossing for 30 minutes straight. I will say that Animal Crossing has a big been a big part of my sanity over the past month, but also I don't want to just spend an hour and a half talking about my backpack collection and the types of fruits and flowers and how I got an ugly blue alligator that won't leave my island. That seems like a not fun podcast. Well, you guys let us know if you want us to talk exclusively about Animal Crossing for 40 minutes straight, because we definitely can. And all we need is one person to ask us to. Uh, we're very susceptible to peer pressure. So if I we have one person being like, yes, talk about Animal Crossing and your island and all the tips and secrets and all of your islanders we will definitely be able to do that we have enough content to fill i could (laughs) you say 45 minutes i think it's much longer than that (laughs) i think so too uh but maybe the longer episodes will be for our patreons (laughs) fair enough fair enough if if that ever happens we'll give them three hour long episodes completely unedited (laughs) and now they get to see just how often you burp and how often i interrupt you (laughs) like constantly I know I'm I'm a work in progress. We're working on it. <laughs> so that'll wrap us up for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe so you get automatically updated when new episodes come out at wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're still pretty new and uh, really enjoy doing these episodes. So if you enjoyed with us, please uh, tell your friends and leave reviews. It helps us get seen and shared and justifies us doing this so for so many for so many hours each week. <laughs> yes, yes. And also as like an added thing, just tell your friends to listen to us while playing Animal Crossing. We're a great True. Animal Crossing podcast. 
period. We are. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I will say, weird trend, but I did notice our downloads have gone up since Animal Crossing has released. Just a little thing. But I thought you were going to say since we started mentioning Animal Crossing in our episodes. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, but mm-hmm. you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are at AdaptedPod on all of those. And you can send us suggestions on what we should be doing during our regular episodes by emailing stuff at AdaptedPod.com. Uh, special thanks also to Catloaf for our intro and outro music. You're listening to Astoria Ditmars. It's just super chill, super chill. So check yeah, them out on Spotify. Our next episode will be coming out next Thursday. Uh, so you'll have to tune in to see how we rate uh, that ap- adaptation. It'll be a big boy episode. Uh, until then, um, don't go crazy, guys. We're all in this together. We got this. Yeah.